Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would like to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Hey, if you're a new listener, welcome aboard. It's great to have you listen to the podcast. And if you're returning, it's great to have you back. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we try to build you so you can build others. We do that through our training, our corporate training, our coaching, and our guest speaking. We also do that on the podcast here with our special guest. And I am grateful today to have Gary Bizzo on the podcast. Gary is a serial entrepreneur. He loves working with startups. It keeps him young. He's a university professor, and that keeps him engaged with young people. He collects musical instruments, plays the guitar, the sax, the clarinet, the keyboard. So he's a very talented and musician, and he loves new challenges and opportunities. So welcome to the podcast today, Gary. Brian, thank you so much. I love your description of your uh, podcast. It's wonderful. Well, that's what we try to do here, and uh, just hoping we can be a resource for others to, to grow themselves and, and find out about new people like you. That's one thing I love about the podcast. I get to meet great people as, as the host, so. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, let's get this kicked off with a question we like to ask our guests. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Gary Bizzo? Well, I think it changes depending on uh, circumstance. But for me, it's about empowering others in my organization to take advantage of the opportunities I give them. It it allows people to, well, by empowering people, it's just it gives them the uh, control that I probably need in a manager or a, a colleague. Yeah, that is so true. And you and you wrote down here. It's being, probably different. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. It says being a competent leader means people have to put their trust in a person and someone they can be assured will manage them well and transparently. And I think that's basically similar to what you said there. But that transparency piece is, is very important, I think, to both the, both the person doing the leading and, and the people being led. So I, I like that. Well, I think the trust and transparency is is the way that you are able to give them empowerment. Yes, that is so yeah. true. And yeah, when you learn to trust someone and give them that, that is empowering. So they get they get enabled to do do what they're they're designed to do and what what, you, what you've either hired them to do or what their strength is. So that that's awesome, man. So you have, you know, you've spent a, a career doing multiple things, professors, financing startups. One of the things you said is important is surrounding yourself with talented people. I got to agree with you on this, but if you will, just tell the listeners why that's so important to, to a startup. Well, my, my, one of my secretaries, uh, she did a lot of the work. I mean, I, I delegate really well. And I always would say behind every good entrepreneur or manager there's a better assistant and people would laugh but in in my heart that that was the truth surrounding yourself with really good people is is definitely uh important for financing and stuff like that we find that the biggest problem for people to get investment whether it's a bank or a, a venture capitalist or whatever is that uh, the management team are are incompetent or they're lacking in a whole bunch of skills that they should have when they're trying to lead a corporation. That's very intriguing. So if you will give us an example, like you've got a, a finance deal set up, you got some, some investors or a bank involved 
and all of a sudden they realize that the leader is not competent. Tell give us a story behind that. Well, I had an old client approach me a month ago. He wanted uh, $5 million to set up a, a company that was going to replace Zoom and probably this platform with uh, allowing that if I spoke French, I could speak to you in French and you would hear it in English and vice versa. And the biggest problem was he said right off the top that he was not a good leader. And he said, would you take over my company? And I said, sure. Well, when we got to the nitty gritty, he didn't want to give it up. He thought he was going to lose control, which that wouldn't happen. And he, he started getting cold feet. And then he, well, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, competent enough to do that. And no investor or anybody would, would finance the company. And I brought him before my, my board of eight investors and they all turned him down. They said, you know, until you find someone to run your company and you get in the background, no one wants to, to help you. And that's really, really typical. It's really typical. And I think that reinforces the, the thing about surrounding yourself with, with good people you know, a lot of inventors and, and people that create, they have creative means and all those, but they don't have some of the disciplines that are required to, to run a business. And so I, I think that's where we, you know, the investors are looking for the discipline side. And, and probably if he would have had someone come alongside him, you could have probably been that person for him. But now the whole deal's gone. Whole deal's gone. Another problem is, uh, let's say you're a decent leader, maybe competent in a few skills, you bring on a partner. Most people would bring on someone who had different skills than they do, which is the way it should be. But, but a lot of people bring their best friend or their neighbor or somebody and say, hey, you know, want to join my company with me. And suddenly you got two people who don't have the right skill set. I see that all the time. So again, that's part of the the management team is is lacking in something. Gary, I think that's a great point. And back to what you talked about in leadership is trust. And I think too often we as leaders have a family member or a friend or a neighbor that we <laughs> trust because we know them, but they're not competent. So so trust isn't the only determining factor for for skill set and, and in, in these investors. So talk a little bit about that. <laughs> the trust part? Well, I talked to an old friend today and he, he said, look, at, I, need, I need some money. I need some support. He doesn't have a business model, but he knows he wants to get into cryptocurrency. And I said, well, let's look at this. You, you, you read a lot about it. You, you went through some YouTube channels. You, you got two other people involved in the company. What, what's their background? And he said, well, they're good friends of mine. From I've known them since I was a kid, so I trust them. I said, yeah, but which one's the crypto expert? He said, well, I got a webmaster. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> so the bottom line is, how do you start a company that you're not passionate about because you're not involved in it? And I think I went off topic here, but the, the trust is, is more, it's more than trust. It's, it's like having the right people there. Yeah. So, so I think that the trust is one component. And it's not the only component. So also is the competency. And I think there's a, there's an element to trust in competency because as you were alluding to about the leader, you so you got to turn this over to someone. And, and then and also that example of this person that had this great idea, 
but was not willing to turn it over. So the, the trust and the competency, competency, I think, are intertwined when it comes to having success. It's total, totally, totally. So the, the trust, the empowerment, the if you're going to have people working for you, you have to, or, or working with somebody, you have to have that level of, of competent, trust in their competence, I suppose, as well as trust in them as a person. I, I've gone through too many partners who were not the partner type. They should always be left in the dark in a closet somewhere and ignored. <laughs> be, be the quiet investor, the silent investor, huh? <laughs> a real silent one. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Well, in your application, you talked about financing disruptive technologies. I know that, you know, that, that things that disrupt are major. In Henry Ford's day, the disruption was going from horse and buggy to an automobile. And so today we've got these things that are right. We're on the verge with all the technologies, all the electric vehicles and, and any all this stuff that is we're on the we're on the brink of some major changes that are very disruptive. What are some examples of, of ways you finance some of these disruptive technologies? Well, I'm a ma major shareholder and I'm I'm the former CEO of a company. I set it up with my, my, my buddy. He's a physicist and he's come up with an energy alternative to the Tesla battery. Think about that for a minute. It will power a Tesla forever and it will be the size of a phone, cell phone. And we're, we're really close. It'll be, we have prototypes that are running ATVs at the moment. And we're going to have a real prototype for something like a vehicle by the fall. That's well, one. That would certainly be very disruptive. So that, that's, hey, you heard it here on the Build Your Success podcast. There's a, there's new battery coming. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not even, it's not even a battery. It's because it, it doesn't store anything. It just, it just powers it. So it's an energy source. You like this one. I, in Vancouver, we have a lot of uh, movies being made and you'll be walking down the street and, and there's a huge power generator louder than heck and it's guarded by a couple of guys and there's cables leading blocks and blocks to where the movie's being filmed. Well, this guy in Vancouver came up with a, a thing that it runs on solar. It's, it's a generator with the same amount of power, like 10 kilowatts, but it's it's solar powered and it'll run for 24 hours after the thing is charged. So now you have a silent running generator. That's disruptive. There's disruptive things happening in Texas with a, a company that I helped finance. It, it All it did was automate health inspector reports. I figure that one. They used to do it by hand, and now they just have a checklist on an iPad. It sounds simple, and why wasn't it done before? But, yeah, so anything like that that, that disrupts a, a whole industry, I love it because if you're not if if you're standing still, you're dying. Yeah, and you're going to get passed by by someone who has adopted the new technology and 
and has 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 grown into that. And you know, they say uh, necessity is the mother of invention, but it doesn't always have to be just out of necessity. I've I've heard it said before: you don't have to be sick to get better. <laughs> yeah, and then there's technology that, like, one of my biggest clients is that Chinese conglomerate Huawei. You guys probably know a lot about it down there, but um, their 5G is is not no one can can match it but they have a real problem getting the word out because what what they are is they're a big industry in china which is of course having a trade war at the moment with the us so when we talked earlier but what i do reputation management's another one because i'm a uh, what you call a global influencer yeah so how do you help someone like like that in that situation where They've got to overcome this trade war. They got this great technology that is disruptive and get people to buy into that. Well, there's, there's a few of us that are, they're, they're called key opinion leaders. And what we do is we get the word out about the technology and how, how it is helpful to people and, and how the company is transparent. It really is a transparent company. So we write articles and, and, I use my social media to to put the positive spin onto it. It's not BS, but it's just putting a different perspective onto the onto the problem. Well, you you led into my question. I was going to say spin because you know <laughs> we don't really want to be spinning things, but yeah. So it's it's a new perspective and a and a, and a better outlook on on the reality of it. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a spin doctor. So, so, and so I just spun that for you, Gary. I, so I just, yeah, I'm not usually good at that myself. So there I remember we go. that. So what other cool technologies have you seen that you've, you've worked on in the financing? Well, again, there's a lot of simple things that people don't think about. Like we have a device that will uh, refine tailing piles. Like after a mine is, is gotten all the gold out, you look at it and there's big, huge piles of tailings, right? It doesn't mean there's not gold in that pile. So we we invested in a company that actually has a technology that goes after it one more time. And it, and it works like unbelievably. On a sustainable bioenergy side, we do uh, biomass. We have machines that we've invested in that will, you can put anything in it and it'll convert it to energy without throwing piles and piles of pollution in the air. So it doesn't have to be, you know, skookum incredible, but it does have to be innovative and disruptive. Innovation's a key here, right? If it's saving money, if it's saving time, if it's saving resources, then to me, that's an interesting thing to get into. Yeah. And I am usually dumbfounded by some of the simple things that have made people millionaires. Like it's just sometimes dumbfounded. You realize, wow, that if somebody else would have just been first to market with that, it's it was a simple idea first to market man you said it so tell me how you help young people because I, I love that part of your application where you uh you're working in stars and that keeps you young to work with young people so let's hear a little bit about that well i don't talk down to them for one thing i mean they treat me like an equal and they get it back in spades you know i i know how they think i I think the hardest thing is to talk to millennials from someone my my era, you know. Um, they just don't understand them, but I do. I teach consumer behavior at the New York Institute of Technology. So I understand what they want to see in a product 
or a company. I listen to them. I mean, it's a skill that some people don't have anymore. So treating them like an equal, listening to them, and trying to understand their their side of the question. Again, it's just leading by example. I want them to treat me the way I'm treating them. Gary, I think that's wonderful. You, you didn't know this, but I'm working on a workshop about listening. And so <laughs> I am I am in in got copious amount of notes and a program I'm working on that I'm going to deliver in June. Wow. And a lot can you believe a live event, man? We're going to do it live. Well, you're brilliant. Yeah, but it's all about active listening and caring. And I got to agree with you. I, I was at an event one time and spoke and I got up behind a guy. He had just tore millennials up one side down the other. They don't they don't want to come to work. They, they want to play with their phones instead of working. They did all the, you know, just degrading them. And really, and you're not going to get anything out of someone you degrade. And I said, you know what? I really think that the millennials may have some of the answers to our problems in the construction industry. We have a workforce shorted in, in, in trade labor crafts people, craftsmen. And I really have, have this vision that this new computer AI is going to teach people to be a pipe fitter. It's going to teach them to be a, a pipe water. It's, it's not going to be so much in the brain learning all this stuff. It's going to, you're going to hold your tablet up to a, something and it's going to tell you what to do to it to make it right because the drawings are already done by someone. Yeah. And so now it's just a matter of, okay, turn the 90 degree elbow this direction and line it up, tack it. It's, it's, it's going to, that's going to be advancing. And you talk about having some things that are disruptors. I really believe that's another thing. So these young people that have learned to play video games, learn, learn to do things virtually. We could probably use that to our advantage. Well, do you, uh, when was the last time you bought something that had directions on it? I'm talking well, mainly software or something, right? I mean, kids are intuitive now. They don't need it. And the, Software developers know that saves them a lot of money. Without a doubt. Yeah, that that's great. Well, Gary, we're at the place in the show here. We got to wrap things up. I'd love for you to tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you, where they can find out more about you. Well, I have a company uh, with offices in Malaysia and Amsterdam, bizzoointegratedmarketing.com. Thank you very much. My personal email that I like to get mail on is CEO at GaryBizzo.com. That's B-I-Z-Z-O. And uh, I like listening to anybody who's got a, a project or or if I can give some feedback, it's called paying it forward. And I, I, I just love doing that stuff. So if you have an idea, question, just drop me a note. That sounds great, Gary. And I'm sure some of the listeners will check in and see how you're doing. Getting these investors put together. I know that's a challenge and something you specialize in. So thank you uh, for being on the podcast today. And I know our listeners are going to get something from that. For the listeners, it was great to have you listen to the Build Your Success podcast today. Do me a favor, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go to that platform, give us an honest review, an honest rating, and share this podcast with others. I know Gary said some things that might help your friends, so share it with others. Hey, listen, I am doing this listening workshop. It's called Hear and Be Heard. And so you can find that at my website, buildcs.net. Go there. You're going to look for the events page. And then you can sign up right there for that event in June. It's going to be here in Lakeland, Florida. So, hey, it's a great time to come to Florida. We got beaches on both coasts. You can go to the West Coast or East Coast and the after, you know, get through the seminar and go over there. So 
We appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.